0: Guten Tag, Kansas City fans. Your Chiefs are on their way to Germany to play in the International Series against Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Everything you need to know, matchups, goals, and predictions coming up next on Locked on Chiefs.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast.
0: Welcome back, friends and neighbors. It is special international weekend, Red Friday-ish. Getting ready for this game, a early one. We're going to talk about timing and uh, setting your clocks back in the whole nine yards coming up. Uh, We have a lot to cover here. In order to get this win against a foe that is right neck and neck with them for the AFC lead right now, Kansas City is deep in this matchup, and we're going to get you through it. Welcome back. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and that means your team every day for free on every platform, everywhere. All the time. That means at least five days a week. Honestly, around here, it's more like six, maybe seven, depending on what kind of week it is. We appreciate you guys being with us. We have a lot to cover. He's Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, where you can get all your information about the cap, the third down percentages, all the the relevant data this season. And I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where you can find all my draft, college football, uh, and team building type resources. Available now by subscription over on Substack, that's NFL33.com, as well as RGR Football, where me and my team break down film, give you the advanced stats, do everything on visual here on YouTube as well. So, like, sub, hit here on Locked On Chiefs, as well as those outlets as well. We have a lot for you. If you want more, you can get it on the text line. Get subbed over at 816-357-8781, especially if you might have to get a message early in the morning or late at night. uh, That's really what it's for. And everything is early in the morning. This week, Chiefs have left the uh, the building here, heading for Frankfurt, Germany. As we speak, this is uh, something that I think has been brewing for a long time. We didn't know that it was going to be this kind of matchup, but it certainly is so far, in my opinion, Chris, the matchup of the Chiefs' first half right now against these Dolphins.
1: Yeah, it is. They are going up against probably the best team that they played so far this season uh, in the Dolphins. Uh, the dolphins are going to be missing a player or two. question will be how many of those players are actually going to end up playing. Talked about that on the crossover a lot with Kyle Krabs. There's still a lot of questions when it comes to the dolphins in the roster. So that might not be something that we know about until kickoff or 90 minutes before kickoff. Unfortunately, if you're in chiefs kingdom in the central time zone, that would be basically trying to figure out who's going to be playing at 7 AM. So I probably won't be up then, but, you know, maybe. Uh, But they do play at 8.30 a.m. that morning. Uh, As Ryan mentioned, we do need to talk about time just a little bit. It is also going to be the time where you fall back. So you gain an hour here. So while it will feel like it is, well, it will seem like it's 9.30, it'll really be 8.30. So a little bit of a benefit there for that weekend, for this weekend
0: and I will be uh, yet an hour earlier than, than everyone in Kansas City as well, which uh, will be difficult for me, but not as difficult as what this game brings in terms of the challenge of the travel. Uh, the Chiefs talked about it. Two very, very different approaches to this game, uh, which our old friends from uh, the English show are going to be in town. Uh, check out uh, Brit Chief Brad uh, already on the ground in Frankfurt giving us reports. I pre- appreciate that. Uh, travel is always a challenge. The Dolphins went early. They decided to spend the week, uh, get acclimated, uh, immerse themselves in the Frankfurt culture, uh, and certainly get used to the facilities, the field, etc. cetera. Chiefs are doing it the opposite. And Andy will give you that this is what's worked for him before in the International Series. He's going to do it again. Uh, they have had some decent success. So just two different philosophies. But landing on the ground and what is going to be Friday morning Going through a walkthrough, getting ready for an early, uh, what is it? It's going to be, is it 11 a.m. in uh, kickoff local time in Germany? I'm
1: not sure, honestly. I'd have to look.
0: (laughs) But either way, moving that along, two different philosophies. And and I like the fact that you're going to come in and literally hit the ground running. I like that they've decided to keep everything quick-paced, not to get lulled into uh, the adjustment phase or get distracted, honestly, about being in in a foreign culture uh, a foreign country, obviously. Um, quite frankly, one that you might want to go look around and get distracted by and see the sights. There's a lot of history there. So I like the fact that they decided to take the speed route in landing, hitting the ground, getting that, ready for that ball game and getting it executed. Where do you feel about it?
1: To be quick, uh, in answer to your question, I think it's going to be 2.30 game time. There They are six hours ahead of the United States. So well, they're six hours ahead of, of Wichita right now. So that's where I am. Uh, I, I feel good about it. I think that the Chiefs know what they're doing. They are in a situation where they've done this before. The organization has decided that this is the way they want to go. Uh, there were some studies that actually came out earlier this week that said, if you're going to do this, you need to do it. You need to go there seven days before you play. Dolphins are only going five. Uh, there's talk of you know Alex Ingold and Tyree Kill saying that they're tired. Whether or not their bodies actually get adjusted by the time that they get over there or the the time the kickoff starts is going to be a big question, and that could affect how that team plays. Uh, and if you go look at the injury report, I don't want to talk about it too much, but go look at the injury report for the Dolphins. They had a ton of people that missed practice. Uh, the full participants in practice. Raheem Mostert came back and was limited. Durham Smythe, Teron Armstead is a question whether or not he's on IR right now, but he's still limited. That could be a big thing for the Dolphins. Saving Howard was limited. Jalen Ramsey was limited. And Braxton Berrios was actually added to the injury report today. And Connor Williams, who has not played in, I think, four or five weeks, based on what uh, Kyle was telling me, uh, he was also still limited. So it's a question whether or not those guys are going to be able to play. And those are a bunch of their very good players. You do not want to be going up against this Chiefs defensive line with your eighth, eighth or ninth offensive lineman, and they may be in a situation where they have to. Right. Well, and to hear Dave Tobe speak, uh, who did, uh, any
0: absence of Braxton Barrios just makes it more likely that you are going to see Tyreek Hill in a punt return situation, which uh, I'm sure is going to keep him up, whether he likes it or not, traveling or not. So um, this whole process is very similar to what we see when they go to altitude as well, where you can either go late and ride the wave of, of what your current, uh, you know, biorhythms are or whatever, or you can get there early and try to activate. Chiefs are going with what they've done before trying to r- arrive late. What they got out of it was that Tommy Townsend went to practice. Willie Gay went to practice. Clyde Edwards-Aware was was ill here just before they left Kansas City in the U.S. Uh, but other than that, I, I feel pretty positive about Willie's ability to get out there and at least do the walkthrough before they get on the plane. And I'm hoping that he's going to be available come game time.
1: Yeah, it's a huge gift if Kansas City can have him available. And Clyde has already been marked out for this game. Uh, which actually makes a lot of sense because if he has the flu and he's getting ready to get on a plane with somebody for eight or 10 hours, you're just going to become a carrier. You do not want to have that situation be uh, happening while you're on the plane. So it makes sense that they're keeping him at home. Uh, So I'm guessing that you're going to see one of the practice squad running backs coming up and maybe two, unfortunately because Jerick McKinnon is also somebody that was limited in practice. Yeah, I would imagine he can go since he went last week, but.
0: I would think so as well. Um, How that's going to come down, who gets those touches in particular, I think is going to play a factor. We're going to give you the goals to get a victory. Then what are the keys? We're going to give you our predictions coming up later in the show. Uh, And right after we get back, we're going to the matchups. What are on-field matchups that they have to win in order to get a W out there in Germany? But first, brought to you today by our pals over at Prize Picks, and it is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Uh, maybe not around the world, we'll see what Germany likes, but in North America, for sure. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, and that's really kind of the point, isn't it? You just uh, bet against numbers. Instead of uh, battling thousands of other players, pros and sharks, and people that run their own algorithms just to make money there, it's super, super simple. You pick either more or less in a 2-6 to stat projection player roster. That's it. You can do as little as 2, as many as 6. They'll give you a line. You will pick whether it's going to be a performance that comes out more of that number or less of that number. And that's how you get an entry. If you want to get into the action as well, you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our code locked on NFL. That will give you a first de- deposit match of up to $100. So you put $100 in, they put $100 in for you to use. Uh, that is super, super simple. And the best deal that you're going to have going is at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. You got to use that promo code too. It's locked on NFL. Do that right now at Prize Picks, the daily fantasy sports made easy. If I'm bending this line, there are are a couple of matchups that I think we have to get to dramatically. And and one is is premier in that you have ex chief Tyreek Hill, and you have uh, maybe the best young secondary in football. And in particular, a couple of guys that you feel can probably turn around with him Joshua Williams and certainly LeJarius Need. Now, no one's going to stay with him forever. But if you cap them over the top with the safeties and you play deep coverages that are going to be in the uh, cover three, cover six, cover four, where you have some deep options. I think the question mark is going to be how much do they let Legarius try to jam him? Because I think they're going to give him the treatment, at least for some to, to disrupt his early routes. Is he always going to, to get a couple of plays on you? I think that he is. So if you're going to prize picks, one of the things that I'm looking at is, is he's going to break 90 yards. He's been on a tear. He's approaching in that goal of 2,000 yards this season. I think he's probably going to break 90. Where do you feel about it?
1: I'm torn, to be quite honest. And the reason I'm torn is Tyree Kill is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But the Chiefs played another one of the best wide receivers in the NFL that was on a tear and held him to, what, 40 yards? Justin Jefferson did not have a big game against Kansas City. He got a couple of plays, but when you hold a receiver of that caliber to only you know half of what you expect them to possibly get, it, or maybe even you know a third of what you expect them to possibly get, I think you got to feel pretty good about it. Now, Tyree Kill is obviously a different beast, different type of wide receiver. He wins with speed. That's going to be a little bit different, but I'm curious to see what they do with Tyree Kill. Are they going to match up with LeGarrius on a on a regular basis and give him safety help over the top? Because that's one of the big questions as to how they're going to defend this Dolphins team. But let's not forget, it's also possible that what they decide to do is maybe you double Jalen Waddle, uh, put luxurious need on Jalen Waddle, and you use the rest of your secondary to try to try to slow down Tyree Kill. Because at that point, you have hopefully Jalen Waddle pro- probably to a point where you can contain him, where he's not getting a ton of yards, and if you have two or three guys looking at Tyree Kill. That's going to be something where he's not going to get as much uh, you know, yardage as you would normally expect.
0: Well, and, and again, keep Tyreek in front of you. You can afford to maybe do that. Waddle has had back spasms of late. Um, can't say that he's 100%, even though I, I'm sure he will play in this contest. You have a, an interesting point there, especially if they try to manipulate the matchup so that they move Tyreek inside to maybe get on Trent McDuffie, who Tyreek definitely has a short and a long-speed advantage on. McDuffie's crafty, and I think early in the route, five yards where he can put his hands on him, make some contact knowing that he has safety help, maybe double safety help over the top. I think that's probably a a viable option there as well. So do you think that it is Waddle that maybe is able, because of all those factors, to hurt him a little bit more?
1: Possibly. It really just depends on how they decide to go about it. I guarantee you Steve Spagnuolo has an idea as to how he's going to attack this. And you you start getting into coverages and trying to figure out what you're going to do. The other question becomes, who's playing your linebacker positions? And I'm not saying you put a linebacker on the on the wide receivers. I'm not saying that at all. But it does matter because it's going to depend on, if you're in zones, it's going to depend on how big of a zone are you going to have. Are they going to be able to get back there in you know enough time to be able to defend that zone? Uh, and that could be a big question. I mean, you're looking at a situation where if Willie Gay doesn't play, Jack Cochran is probably the next guy up, although you could maybe even argue that – Maybe they go back to a guy like Darius Harris. It it could be a situation where they trust him because he knows the defense and they're looking for more speed. I don't think it's going to be Leo Chanel in the two linebacker sets. I just can't see them going that direction, especially against a Dolphin team that's known for speed. I I agree. Um, And when you're looking at how you can disrupt
0: those players, uh, stop me if you recognize these names. Uh, Kendall Lamb and just to give you the other side of it. Austin
1: Jackson, either of those names stand out to you? Well, because I was on the crossover. Yes. Kendall Lamb does, but uh, cheating a little bit there, but yeah, I mean, that's our left tackle. If, if Armstead doesn't play, Uh, that's a big question mark in going into this game and he's been serviceable, but going up against this kind of pass rush, you know, one other thing that they were talking about uh, the national talking heads were talking about was that the chiefs and the dolphins are both in a scenario where They allow the least amount of sacks, and they get the most sacks. So that's going to be an interesting dichotomy uh, to see how that shakes out on Sunday.
0: Well, and those matchups in particular with George Carloptis and Charles Aminahieu are the two on the defensive side that I'm looking at against those tackles because if you were able to disrupt the first five yards of routes, that I think gives the Chiefs defensive front the edge on attacking those tackles. Right guard didn't play that great uh, last week. I think there was actually a couple of guys that got in there. So you have to think that sliding a Menehue inside as well is a good option. Whatever that comes, it can't be 2.4 seconds and the ball's out. They have to be able to defend the pass well enough in the secondary to give them about 2.6, 2.7, and that defensive front has to come through. I think the tackles are the best positions to go after right now.
1: Yeah, the tackles are going to be good, right? I'm really curious. Does Connor Williams play? Uh, To me, that could be one of the biggest matchups. If he doesn't play, they could be really susceptible in the middle. And Chris Jones could possibly eat and eat a lot. And Tua already has problems with throwing over people. He's not one of the tallest QBs in the NFL. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, And then you sit here and you, one of the other things Tua does well is he doesn't have the strongest arm. And while that doesn't necessarily matter because he has guys that have speed. So if he hits him on a deep enough pass, they can still take it the distance, whatever. But it does matter when you're throwing the outs. It does matter when you're throwing you know, outside the numbers uh, if you're across the field. Those are things that the Chiefs' DBs can take advantage of and the defense in general uh, can take advantage of because he's not going to be quick delivering the ball. Agreed. Now,
0: on the other side of the ball, we have some goals and some keys for the Chiefs' offense. We've talked on last week. We're going to continue to double down that. I'm going to give you somebody to make sure that you are watching. We'll do that on the backside of this.
1: And I want to tell you about our new friends over at DoorDash. This is going to be an interesting one this week because you are going to be watching the game while normally you'd probably be eating breakfast. Well, maybe you go and order first watch and get some of your breakfast from first watch, whether it is biscuits and Turkey, or if you want the farmhouse hash, there's lots of different things that you could get from first watch In Kansas City, that is an area that's, you know, it's a little bit different this this time around because they are playing in the morning and during breakfast time. DoorDash is a great app. You need to go check this out. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on, on your first order When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off, up to $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change. Terms apply.
0: Terms always do apply, and the term that I want to throw out is attack because we have seen the Chiefs go through it. We've been talking a lot about the wide receivers here, and I think this is the game where we have to see them attack uh, balance yet again. You have Jalen Ramsey on the outside. You have Eli Apple on the outside. You have a couple of guys at slot corner and safety that I think are exploitable. Um, They're going to run a a lot of slot corners through. I can't even uh, get all their names right. Needham, Coho, or Kohu, uh, Bethel, I think all those guys are susceptible more so than the outside corners are. And given that the Chiefs match up with about 17 different interior slot receivers that they can run out there, I think that's good for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think the thing that we get away from is that only eight carries for Isaiah Pacheco last week was not enough. And I think the Chiefs have acknowledged that this week as well. So when you look at trying to run at uh, Van Ginkle, if you look at trying to run, At Jerome Baker, I feel pretty confident that you're going to be able to get some of that done. Uh, David Long is an old Bronco who knows how to combat them, but also is very susceptible to counter and has been in years past. So I do feel that, especially if you have to lean on something that's a little bit more physical, especially if you're still trying to adjust to the time change or whatever it is, got to double down to get back to balance on this offense. And I think that's how you can keep the ball out of the hands of Tyreek Hill as well.
1: You know, you talk about balance, and it's going to be interesting to me to see how this team goes about it because, uh, you know, eight snaps or eight rushes for Pacheco last week, and I think they had a total of maybe 48 snaps, maybe 60 snaps. I'm not sure. I'd have to go look at the numbers again. Uh, When it comes to how many snaps they had in that game on offense, that's obviously not enough. Uh, In the two losses that they have this year, Pacheco ran the ball eight times each. Uh, Every other win, he's ran the ball at least 12 times. So you're in a scenario where if he gets the ball 12 times running, you're probably going to be in a pretty good situation. The other part of this, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, and I talked about this with Kyle as well, one of the ways that you can beat this Dolphins team is get physical with them. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a situation where you are just running the ball down their throats, but run the ball enough to where you can open up some stuff in the pass. But it's also get physical on defense. And I know we already talked about that side of it, so I don't want to get into it into it too much, but you have to take the physicality to this Dolphins team to have a very good chance at winning. Once you are able to establish the physicality, they are susceptible to getting penalties and turning the ball over and beating themselves at times. So that's something to take advantage of. If you can, if you're Kansas city. Yeah. uh,
0: Agreed. And in particular, the one that that I think has tendency to flare up from time to time, although I like his game, he plays with a nasty edge, maybe a little bit over it, but he's also going to be a free agent next season, a guy that I think that, that you as, as Chiefs fans and uh, the Chiefs themselves probably want to keep an eye on one Christian Wilkins. He's going to line up at the left defensive tackle spot. Uh, got a sack, got some pressure last week. Uh, so did Bradley Chubb. They've, they have a nice rotation at outside, but uh, it's the tackles. I think this is going to take an offensive line uh, effort that has to be all five guys working in unison. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as much as like it's settled down with the, the tackle talk of late but it's those five who's going to be out there and how are they going to work together? Because I think that's going to be the key to keeping Patrick clean and allowing him concentrate on what he's doing and not make uh, some of the rash choices we've seen lately.
1: Quite honestly, what I would love to see them do is I'd love to see him come out and not necessarily go heavy, but have the tight ends and have the running backs just chip at the defensive ends, just start the first couple series of the games, hit them hard, get good chips on them. It doesn't matter if you end up knocking them and they end up getting a sack because they go inside and the tackle couldn't get there, it's still going to add up. You're going if you chip them enough and you hit them enough, that's going to get them off their game. And that's a big question. I mean, they have two really good outside pass rushers. And you're absolutely right. The tackles are going to have a have to have a day for this game to go Kansas City's way. But I think that you can attack that as well. And the tackles have been playing well enough over the past couple of weeks that I think that you have to feel pretty good about the matchups. Uh, You know, the other other thing that they need to do is they need to have several different routes that are going to open up and open up quick and let Mahomes get in a rhythm with the wide receivers early on. Uh, Let the, you know, let Kelsey get in a rhythm early on. Let the running backs get in a rhythm early on. Running the ball and catching the ball. Pacheco's been doing a lot of that. And if you can get the offense going that way, I think you have to feel pretty good about your chances because you're going to be able to score points against the Dolphins. They do have a, I'd say, a decent defense, but they've been injured almost all season, so you don't really know exactly what it is they have on defense right now. And Christian Excellent. Wilkins is great, but he's going to be attacking, sorry, he's going to be attacking the middle of the Chiefs defense generally, and that is the strength, sorry, the middle of the Chiefs offense of line generally, and that's the strength of their offensive line. Agreed. And you got to limit that. I think all in all,
0: you have to play on, on offense, on defense, some balance. Keep, keep the defense from having to run up the number of snaps uh, across the board. That's going to be important. Um, it is, I think, your turn to go first in our prediction segment, folks. We want to know your predictions down in the comments section, and we'd love for you to sub to this channel. If you haven't already, hit the like on this video. If you haven't already, if you're still here, I'm guessing you're digging it, so go ahead and hit that. But, Chris, let's start with you. How are you predicting this ball game?
1: And I really hate that you're having me go first here, but whatever. If Kansas City would have won last week, I'd feel a lot better about it. Um, I think their defense is in good shape. I think that they'll be fine. Uh, I'm a little worried about Willie Gay's injury. I'm a little worried about Tranquil uh, and the amount of hits that he's taken and the times he's had to come off the field. All those things add up. Uh, And when you're getting down to your fourth, fifth linebackers that are going to have to be playing at times, that's not a good situation to be in when you're going up against one of the best teams in the league. And I do think Miami is is there. Uh, but the bigger question isn't necessarily the defense. It's really the offense. And unless, until they get to a point where they can actually show that they can be consistent, which is one of their biggest problems right now, and they can move the ball up and down the field and they cannot not turn the ball over. It's going to be hard for them to win games. And I wouldn't put the Dolphins scoring 31 points if I didn't think that Kansas City's probably going to give the Dolphins a short field at some point. But when you have five turnovers last week against the Denver Broncos, you have to wonder, is that going to continue going forward? And that's really where I am right now. So, unfortunately, I see the Chiefs losing this game. I think I picked them early in the season to win. But after the way they played against the, the Broncos, it's just really hard to see that right now.
0: I am actually on the other end of this. In preseason, I thought this was a game that they could lose, but I will say this. One is enough. I think that the, the combination of coming off of a loss that should not have happened, uh, and I asked Travis Kelsey on his pod this week, and it is very clear how he and the team feels about what that possibility was, combined with the fact that Tyreek Hill has talked a lot of trash since leaving Kansas City, and they haven't seen him. LeGarrius needs the only DB that's played against him to this point. I think there's a lot of let's-show-him-type attitude from the defensive secondary. I think the whole staff wants to make sure that whatever they're doing, they're hitting on enough cylinders to kind of quell that, that talk. You know that Tyreek's always going to talk, but you got to slow him down so that he doesn't have much to talk about. I feel like this is a bounce-back game. Is it going to be tight? Are you going to give Tyreek a big play? Are you going to give Mostert a big play, probably? Uh, luckily, they don't have uh because if they had a, a whole slew of backs, you know that they'd be running it just as much, waiting to, to loosen up the secondary. I think that is an advantage for the Chiefs here, and I do think it's going to be tight. It might be come from behind, but I think the Chiefs win 28-27. In Frankfurt, grab a schnitzel on the way out of town and hit the door. That's where I'm at. Where are you guys? What do you expect to happen in this German game uh, with the Chiefs and the Dolphins? We would love to know your predictions in the comments below, especially if you're watching this after the fact,
1: as we are live right now. I really hope you're right. I really hope I'm wrong. I hope the Kansas City is able to come out and do what they need to do and handle business. Again, consistency is what's going to matter. And if they can find consistency in this game, then it gives them a really good chance to run the table or get close to running the table the rest of the season because this is going to be one of the biggest tests that they're going to have. And unfortunately, they have a bye week coming up, and then they go up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who is going to be another huge test. So they need to find the consistency on offense, and if they can do that, they have a great chance of winning. But uh, until they show it, it's going to be hard for them for me to pick them against a team like the Dolphins. Okay, fair enough.
0: Looks like we have some good balance in the chat. You caught Doug's respect. Maybe not the agreement, but we'll find out. Um, but Pono as well, appreciate you guys. That's that's a heady one. If you're watching this as we are uh, post-live, make sure you put your predictions in the comments. We appreciate you spending your time. Go listen to Kyle's show. Go listen to the Lockdown NFL show. Get your fix as you get ready for this early, early Sunday morning ball game. And don't forget to change your clocks. Don't want you to miss out on this game on this day. We appreciate you taking the time. We appreciate you liking and subbing to the channel and getting on the text line at 816-357-8781.
1: Just want to say really quick, there's going to be a ton of content coming on Chiefs Corner next week. The Chiefs do not play, and I'm going to be doing a review of basically the season end looking at the players and looking at what they're going to be looking at for the rest of the season and where they are. So check that out. Uh, But yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be fun. I do not look forward to getting up in the morning to watch, but (laughs) at least it's not seven 30, my time.
0: And Hey, the bye week is a perfect time to get into what's coming for the next draft. You can find that on NFL 33 and I'll have all our coverage and breakdowns on uh, RGR football as well as right here, five days a week on locked on just like the whole network. Thank you for spending your time with us today. We very much appreciate it. A very strange Red Friday coming at you, but hey, get ready for the German ball game. We appreciate you. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you live post-game.